Welcome back today to our study of God's Word. We're, we're looking at the principles that we need to live by, principles that make a difference. And we're talking about the five habits of effective Christians. There's one uh, set of habits that all strong believers have, and the first one is giving God Jesus first place as Lord in our lives on a daily basis. And the second is to give Jesus the Lord first place portion, the first portion of our day. Spend time with him. And I suggested last time that you get a very readable Bible like the NIV or the NLT, the New International Version or the New Living Bible, one of those. And so, so you can understand what you're reading. If you've never done this on a consistent basis, start with the Gospel of John. Plan out about 15 minutes. You say, well, I thought you meant like an hour or so. Well, you might get to where you have more time with God than 15 minutes, but start with 10 or 15 minutes and carve out that early in the morning before you do a lot else, maybe before breakfast, after breakfast, whatever's best for you. But in that time, just open up the Gospel of John and start reading and read like the first 10 or 12 verses. And as you read, ask God's Spirit. Before you read, ask God's Spirit to speak to you something that will make a difference for today something that will really help you live your life for him today, something that you need to, to obey, something that you need to confess maybe is there, something that you need to deal with, some person that you need to get right with he may bring to your mind. But just ask him to really speak to you from his word, and he will, and then pray. And I would suggest that you make a short prayer list of people and things you want to pray about. Maybe you're praying about a job. Maybe you're praying about your finances. Maybe you're praying about your wife or husband or kids. And put those down and pray for them. And, when that, and be very specific in your prayers. Because if you're not specific, you won't really know if God ever answered them. If you just pray, bless my wife, that's not going to be something that you can probably uh, qualify. So check it out and pray more specifically. Lord, guide my wife as she goes to work, as she takes care of the kids, lead her to be this or to be that or whatever. So be specific in your prayer request. And then when God answers that prayer, write the date down <clears throat> and write answer, <coughs> excuse me, write answer beside it. You will begin to discover that that daily time with God will change your life. That was the one thing that made the most difference in our children as they learned in junior high school to start having a daily quiet time. Their youth pastor taught them how to do it, and they began to do it, and without any help from us, they continued to do it even as they went to high school and to college. It was life-changing for them because there's something about opening up God's Word each day and reading it and praying that makes the difference. But habit number three of really effective believers is give the Lord Jesus the first day of every week. Hebrews 10 reminds us, and let us consider how, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. <clears throat> Paul, <coughs> or whoever wrote Hebrews, <coughs> was suggesting that some of the believers were not being faithful <coughs> to worship with the believers on the Lord's day. I'm convinced that you cannot be an effective Christian if you aren't faithful to a Bible-believing church, if you're not faithful to worship, if you're not faithful to study the Word with others. Now, 
<clears throat> Some people say, well, you know, I can worship God at the ball game. I can worship God out at, on the fishing bank. I can worship God at the ocean. Certainly you can worship God anywhere because this world is the Lord's and all of it was made by him. But most of us are not going to worship him much in those places. But when we come together, sing his praises, pray to him, hear the word spoken, study it, go out to obey it, then God changes our lives. I want to tell you, if you want your children to have their lives saved, get them in children's activities, starting as preschoolers, if possible. Let them come right up through the ranks and reinforce what they're learning at church and at home. Help them to know the joy of what it means to be involved worshiping and praising and knowing God, and it'll make a decisive difference in their lives. And we do that on the Lord's Day, which is Sunday, the first day of the week. The believers in the Old Testament worshiped on Saturday, but the, the situation was different back then because after Christ came and after Christ died on the cross and rose again on Sunday, that became the special day of worship for believers. And it's a day to renew us spiritually. It's a day to rest and recuperate from hard weeks. The Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. Literally, it says that, that we are to stop our busyness and relax in the Lord. And it's a day to remember all God has done for us and talk to him and spend time with him. I want to challenge you to do this. Many people every Sunday or Saturday, whichever time they worship at our church, they get up or they go about the day and they decide every Sunday if they're going to come to church or not. They're going to come to worship. They make a choice every Sunday so they don't come half the time. Here's what you need to do. You need to make a once-for-all choice. Unless I'm sick or unless one of those few times that it's necessary for us to go out of town on vacation or to help someone or to take care of family matters, I'm going to be in God's house every Sunday at 9.30, every Sunday at 11.30, every Saturday night at 6, whichever time you choose as your special time of worship at our church. And you need to make that once-for-all decision, and it's made, and it's not like you have to decide each week and have a fight with the devil every week as to whether or not you're going to come or not because you've settled it. You've settled the question. It's settled. I'm going to be there. And over the years in my Christian life, there are very few Sundays I've not been in God's house, or at least on Saturday night or Sunday, whichever was my worship time. <clears throat> and I was sick a few Sundays, and one or few, a few other times I missed for some other reason, but all of them are legitimate. And it's just changed my life to be in God's house and to worship. Habit number four, give the Lord Jesus the first portion of your income. This is the one that tests most of us the most. The Bible says in Leviticus 27.30, a tithe of everything belongs to the Lord. The Bible calls us to tithe. That's to give God 10% off the top of our income, recognizing that he is the owner and we are the stewards. Jesus challenged us to lay up treasures in heaven where no thieves can break in and steal, where nothing can destroy our possessions. Malachi 3.10 challenges bring the whole tithe into storehouse and see if I do not pour out upon you a great blessing. I can tell you from my experience from over 50 years tithing 
it's it has brought numerous blessings. I can remember many days in the past in our early years of our marriage <clears throat> when we were struggling financially just to get by, and that tenth seemed like an enormous amount of money that we needed so desperately bills, but we gave it to God first, and we chose to give it happily, and God always provided for us. And might not have been the way we wanted. He didn't always give us more than we needed. Sometimes it was barely what we needed, but he took care of us. And we're going to pick that up and talk about it some more tomorrow and some other habits of an effective Christian. God bless you. Have a great day.